Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Sports Ethos NBA DFS Today podcast. I am your host, Keith Cork, and I am going to be flying solo as I do, I'm pretty, pretty sure, every Friday here uh, for your Saturday slate. But not to worry, I got you guys covered here. We do have an interesting slate here, I guess, uh, split up into two slates. It is an early two-game slate with uh, the Lakers, Pelicans, and the Brooklyn Nets, and the Washington Wizards. And then later we have a seven-game main slate uh, that we'll be covering. But let's just hop right into it, man. The two-game early slate, we do have a few bits of injury news here to keep on top of. Nothing too crazy. We do have LeBron James questionable with an ankle injury. You have to imagine he plays through. He's played through it about 90% of the time. So I have to imagine he's still going to be playing through that uh, that ankle injury. Ben Simmons is questionable with that uh, mysterious uh, phantom knee injury. See how that how that uh, plays out. TJ Warren questionable with a shin injury also. Also, so tough to see him on the shelf and not uh, not able to stay healthy. But maybe he'll be able to play this one. We'll see. I got a couple of guys here. Uh, uh, decent interest in both games. I wouldn't say a whole ton of interest. Uh, kind of find it kind of hard to find uh, a lot of guys that are in the you know value range that are. Uh, you know, solid to go ahead and roster. I do have one guy, oh, sorry, two guys on here that are under 4,000, but I'm not super sold on any of them. But anyways, let's move into it. Let's talk about the Los Angeles, Lake, Los Angeles Lakers and the New Orleans Pelicans. I'm just trying to see if we have a, a spread for that one yet. I'm sure we do, if I can ever get to it. But, uh, oh yeah, the Lakers are favored by one point. Should be a close game. Makes sense. Pelicans are on a bit of a slide here. This could be the one that may turn it around. We'll see. But uh, I do have Anthony Davis here at 9900 9, I think that is going to be the best price you see him at probably for the rest of the season, unless he gets injured again, of course. But his price should keep climbing until it's in that ten five to 11000 range. So you got a little bit of a discount here. I don't. I think it's hard to fade him here on a two-game slate. None of the other stars really jump out to me. Uh, I'll, I'll mention one in the next game, obviously, but... Probably not rostering uh, LeBron James, who's really the only other guy. Um, on the Lakers, I also here's one of my, one of my sub four thousand guys I've got interested. In. I've got interested in Lonnie Walker, the fourth at thirty two hundred. He's had a diminished role in the last several games, but still getting minutes. Still a guy that is capable of going off on the offensive end. He's a shot to fall. The last two games have been real stinkers, but he did go. I believe it was one for six a couple of games ago, which is really rough. Obviously. And the last game, he only took two shots. So, you know, hopefully he can put it together. Hopefully he can go for something like, you know, three or four for six from the field and still get, you know, a few rebounds, a few assists. I don't like for anything crazy, maybe 20 DK points. That's fine by me. I think he has a ceiling, too, you know, to get 30, 35 DK points. I think that's possible. He has a hot hand. With the Lakers at basically full health, though, hard to see him shouldering a big offensive load on the regular. So I'm just hoping he gets the shots here at 3,200. I think it's worth the gamble. Uh, on the other side of the ball, I do have C.J. McCollum at 7,300 as a GPP pivot. But the guy I think everyone's going to be keyed on here on the Pelican side is going to be Brandon Ingram at 6,900. He's going to be heavily owned, most likely. I couldn't, wouldn't see it in any other way. Um, just had a really big game. Still working his way back from injury a little bit. But yeah, I think it's hard to fade him here uh, in this matchup against the Lakers. Lakers with Anthony Davis, they're going to be a, a a decent defensive team. So if you want to fade both these guys, I wouldn't really blame you, honestly. That's my two cents there about that one. But I am playing Brandon Ingram right now. Got my eye on C.G. McCollum. Again, he's, I think he's a GPP pivot. I think a lot of people are just going to have B.I. 
that's basically it on the Pelican side. And uh, that makes a whole lot of sense to me. So that's what I'm rolling with. But uh, still kind of toying around with going to see Jim Collin there. Uh, Brooklyn and Washington. That's the other game here on this early slate. We've got the Brooklyn Nets favored by two points. Uh, fair enough. Uh, I mean, you know, these teams, both these teams are kind of hard to judge who's going to win this game. I'm not sure. Nets, uh, Nets have had some issues here. Obviously, the biggest issue with the Nets is Kyrie Irving requesting a trade. He's not on the injury report. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean he's going to play at this point in time. I think I'm hoping we get more you know, news, obviously, up until tip about whether or not he's going to suit up and actually play this game. As of right now, it seems like he will. So I do have interest in him at 10-4. I think you can play both uh, Anthony Davis and Kyrie Irving in a lineup. It's possible. I'm doing it currently. Uh, is, it, is it risky, though? I mean, yeah. I mean, you know, it, it's very possible that Kyrie could just not show up. Uh, I, mean, I mean, literally, if he did not show up in real life, like, did not show up to the, to the arena, it would not surprise me. Like, that just, at this point, it just would not surprise me. Um, but, you know, at this point, it seems like he's going to play, so I have interest in him. Or against the Wizards, who still don't really have a starting point guard. I imagine they're trying to get one. Maybe they're going to get Kyrie. Yeah, I, know. I don't think so, though. Uh, I've also got interest on the other sub-4,000 guy here on the slate that I'm interested in is Joe Harris at 3,700. Getting the minutes, you know, low 20s or so minutes, 15 to 22, 23 minutes, somewhere in that range. So I'm hoping for the higher end of that range, obviously. Uh, but he's on the floor. I mean, he's, he's doing stuff. He's hitting threes. He's, you know, getting some rebounds. Uh, maybe he'll get a steal or two. I mean, you know, you never know. Now, not hoping for a whole lot out of uh, Average Joe here, but I think you can have Average Joe and Lonnie Walker as kind of both punk plays in a, in a lineup where you're, you know, rostering two stars. That's what I'm doing right now. Well, I've got set up for it. Not super interested in all the mid-range guys here in these two games, honestly. I think there are two games that are really star-driven. The Brooklyn Nets are almost entirely star-driven. Not having Kevin Durant, we've seen how they've played, you know, recently. And the Lakers, of course, we all know. You know it's LeBron James and Anthony Davis show and that's basically it. Russell Westbrook gets to do what he wants, I guess, for a 20-minute scheme or so. And that's it. So, yeah, two teams that are really, really top-heavy. But let's talk about the Wizards because they're, they're not super top-heavy. Um, I mean, Bradley Beal at 7,100. I uh, told you guys, you know, I've been trying to roster him continuously because I knew he was going to explode. He had a 30-plus point game last one, which is nice. He didn't put up many of the ancillary stats, though, which was a bummer. So maybe you can put them both together. I do have him here on my radar here. I don't think I have him in my lineup right now, but yeah, he's somebody I've got my eye on for sure. I think he's going to be, I think his ownership on a two game slate is probably going to be too high for me to, to go that route, honestly. Maybe it burns me, but I'd rather go with a lower owned guy. Uh, the other guy I've got here that is going to be definitely over uh, a lower owned because he just managed 15 minutes in the last game, Denny Advija. Uh, I know you guys have uh, heard me espouse my Denny love here uh, for a, a week or two now. But 5,100 for this guy, and uh, yeah, just put up a stinker. I mean, 15 minutes, there's not much you can do in 15 minutes. Uh, very disappointing for me, obviously. I did have my roster. But I think those minutes could come back up. It's a back-to-back -back for him, so I'm right about that, right? Yeah, I think so. But, uh, but as long as he's getting those minutes, I mean, I think it's pretty safe to say that, you know, he's going to... Uh, Beat that price tag. Yeah, it is a back to back. So I'm just playing Portland. 
But I think it's pretty safe to say he's going to beat that price tag. He was absolutely cruising for a while there, three games or so. And uh, it was just the minutes that were really a drag there. So hopefully he gets 25-plus minutes in this one. We'll see. Uh, all right, let's move on to the main seven-game slate. Luka Doncic is going to be out. That's a big one with a heel injury. We've got Spencer Dinwiddie questionable also on the Mavericks with a knee injury. So big opportunities here on the Mavericks. Let me looking at that closely. Nikola Jokic questionable with a hamstring injury. Aaron Gordon, also of the Nuggets, is questionable with an ankle injury. The Knicks have Brunson questionable with an illness. And the Warriors have Clay Thompson questionable with an illness as well, as well as Draymond Green questionable with a calf injury. The uh, use of Nurkic is going to be out for a little while uh, through the All-Star break, I believe they said, with a calf injury. Patrick Williams of the Bulls questionable with an ankle injury. Caruso also questionable with a foot injury, so I got a few thoughts there as a Bulls fan. Ludor out with a hamstring injury. Uh, I believe he's actually been out for a little while with that one. But Kyle Lowry out with tra being traded, question mark, uh, out with a knee injury. Uh, has not panned out there in, in Heatland with Kyle Lowry, so curious to see what happens there as we near this trade deadline. That's only five days away, guys. Holy cow, we are zooming through five days away from the trade deadline. Oh, by the way, I'm going to be on the Trade Deadline show for Sports Ethos. You guys should go check that out. Uh, I don't know if I have a link yet, but uh, just follow the Sports Ethos you know, accounts and everything like that, and you should be able to find that. should be very simple. Follow me on Twitter, at BSPPKeith. You'll find it there as well. Um, if you guys don't have the DFS Pass, $4.99 a month, go get it. Speak to us in the Discord. Speak to us whenever you want to. DM us. It doesn't matter. Uh, yeah, just tell them Keith sent you. SportsEthos.com. Get the DFS Pass. Uh, but yeah, I do have interest. So let's talk about Dallas and Golden State Warriors. So it's in my interest is entirely in the Dallas side of the ball. Um, Warriors got a few question marks there, so I think you got to stay on top of that. There could be some cheaper guys open up there as well. But on the Dallas side, I already know there's two guys that I'm going to be targeting. It's going to be Josh Green at four thousand. I feel like he's super safe. I feel like he's this is definitely the cash play. I feel like it's fine to go to in GPP as well. He's been getting, what, 28-plus minutes, I think, if I remember correctly. Um, in the last two, 29-plus minutes. Actually, no. Whoa, last two, what am I talking about? It's been one, two, three, four, five, six games he's gotten 29-plus minutes in a row. And he doesn't always do something with them, but he does have that ability and that athleticism to go off and, and score which is what the Mavericks are absolutely going to need without uh, Luka Doncic, obviously. Already been ruled out. If there's no Dinwiddie either, then yeah, there's no way I, I fade this guy, probably. Um, the other guy is pretty easy to guess also, Jaden Hardy at 3,000. More of a dart throw, because Jason Kidd just won't, I mean, he's not getting minutes. You know, I think he had 22 minutes, if I remember correctly, in the, the most minutes he's gotten in the last you know, 20 or so games. And he did a lot in those 22 minutes, but you just don't have any guarantees there. I mean, he has minimum salary, so he's absolutely worth that stab in a GPP. There is absolutely... It's fine. I think you can play him. No big deal. But uh, I think uh, Josh Green's the one that's definitely a whole lot safer, for sure. If Dinwiddie does play, he'll be he'll be a chalky, I'm sure. And uh, I'm probably into him. I'd probably play him. 
Um, I'm not super excited about it. He's 7,100. That's a really good price tag. So getting a little bit more excited about it now. <laughs> I'm not super duper excited about it, but I'm a little bit excited about it. So you got to keep your eye on that on that uh, stats for sure. I guess let's move on to the Houston Rockets and the OKC Thunder. And I do like Shea Gildas Alexander 10-4. I think of the top guys, you know, it's a seven-game slate. Difficult for me to go ahead and spend up on those those three top guys. You got Jokic, you got Giannis, and uh, who am I forgetting here? Oh, well, Doncic, but out. So, really just two of them. Dame's technically the third highest score, or highest price guy, 10-6. But, I mean, I do have some interest here in uh, Shea Gildas-Alexander against, oh, against Houston. He shot terribly last game, but... I mean, he could go for 70 DK points. It would not surprise me in this matchup. Obviously, it's the Houston Rockets. It's a positive matchup for everybody. Houston's got a lot of guys out. OKC's not really trying to tank. It looks like. That's what the optics are. So, uh, Jalen Williams at 5,500. I've also got interest in him. Obviously, that's Jalen without the Y. That's a Santa Clara one. But yeah, 5,500. Um... Had a really brilliant first quarter in the last one, and then just kind of disappeared. Not sure why. But no Lou Dort in this one, obviously. Gives a little bit more opportunity here to guys like that. Um, Giddy was going off in that second half of that last game, so it might have been part of the reason that Jalen Williams didn't get a whole lot of PT. I think Giddy is nice, too, at his price tag as well, but uh, not somebody I typically target. He did have a good one against this very same team. I think he's going to be highly owned. So, I'd really go Jalen Williams, honestly. That's just me. Uh, on the other side of the ball, we've got KJ Martin at 5,900 for the Houston Rockets. Yeah, I'm done with the Tar Easton thing. Um, you know, minutes are gone now that Jabari Smith Jr.'s in. I mentioned him as a possible play uh, for tonight's slate, and that didn't go so well. And as long as Jabari Smith Jr. is going to play in this one, I mean, you might, you might sit up. Keep your eye on that one, obviously. But uh, as long as Jabari Smith Jr. is going to play, just don't think there's enough minutes here to go to uh, Tar Eason. But KJ Martin, Kenny, you know, Kenny Martin Jr. should get plenty of run. Has a pretty diverse stat set. Relatively safe floor. Ceiling game. Can't tell him I get if I'm feeling a ceiling game here. I don't think so. But the ceiling is nice. KJ Martin, so I do like him a lot. Uh, let's move on to the Clippers and the New York Knicks. New York Knickerbockers. Uh, I do like Kawhi Leonard at 9,700 for sure, uh, especially against the New York Knicks team that, for whatever reason, they just give they get they refuse to to you know, get the ball out of star players' hands and give up big games. So that's always a potential against them. So that's why you know I do like to target star players against them. Kawhi has looked like the Kawhi of old for a while now. He's basically back to that point. I mean, you see his price and his salary. It was like seven thousands before, and now it's up to almost ten thousand. And he's a little bit lower than you know the guys like uh, like Anthony Davis and LeBron James and uh, Damian Lillard. And he should be up there. So you get a little bit of a discount here on a guy that has the same potential uh, DK point output as those guys. So I like it. Uh, on the other side of the ball, I do have some uh, Knicks here. I'm interested. Probably my favorite play on the slate here. Uh, this is not my favorite play, but uh, Emmanuel quickly. He, uh, 5,700, I feel like he's going to have a nice role. 
Whether or not Jalen Brunson plays, honestly, I feel like he'll have a nice role here. Uh, and it's a decent matchup for him. I think the, the Clippers do really struggle against the point guard shooting guard positions. Just don't feel like they have been able to, I guess, defend the perimeter as well as they have in, in years past. Uh, maybe because they're not giving guys like Robert Covington the playing time. I don't know. But either way, they have not been the defensive juggernaut they've been in, in the past few seasons. So I do like Manuel quickly, 5,700. But my favorite play on the entire slate probably is this guy, Isaiah Hartenstein, 3,900. And he's just played Jericho Sims onto the bench, closing games out ahead of him now. Should have been probably happening before. Uh, but it wasn't because Tips is just really... <laughs> Really stubborn about his choices and uh, saw whatever he liked in Jericho Simpson saw. He rode with it for a little while, and that's faded now. So, Hardenstein's proving he should be on the floor. And uh, when you, the big thing you have to look for with Tibbs is that he is relenting and giving those minutes to that player. And that's been happening for a couple of games now. So, I think Isaiah Hardenstein is a smash play, especially against the Clippers, who... Outside of Vika Zubac, they don't have a center, which is another need for them. So, yeah. Uh, Atlanta versus Denver. Let's talk about that a little bit. I do have some interest here in Trey Young at 9,300, and probably even more interest in DeJounte Murray at 8,300. And we got to see who's going to play and who's not going to play for the Denver Nuggets, but either way, guards tend to do pretty well against this Nuggets squad. And the Hawks after struggling for a little bit, might be turning a corner. They've played relatively well in the last few games. And if they're going to play well, it's going to be on those two guys. It's going to be on DeJounte. It's going to be on Trey Young. So this is me just theorizing overall story arc. You know, It's easy to look back at the last five, ten games and, and how do I want to put this? If it was that easy of just looking back at the last five, ten games and saying, this is how this person did, so therefore, in the next game, this is how they're going to do, then you wouldn't need me. You wouldn't be listening to me. You'd be winning every single time because that's an easy game to play. If you can look at it and say, oh, this person's playing well. Let me play them because, because they're playing well. But that's not how the world works. It's not how life works. Uh, the Hawks, I know we like to sm smash on them and, and you know call them crap and, and all that. They're a decent team. And as much as I'm not a Hawks fan, price points here for these two guys is too low. And at some point in time, they're going to have a nice run of games where they're shooting well, playing well. That's how basketball goes. There's so much scoring and so many possessions in a game. That it all just evens out. Law of averages really plays a, a big important factor in basketball. Baseball, too. I mean, uh, if you watch baseball, same thing. But, but yeah, uh, you know, we like to target the teams that are struggling because a lot of people will fade them because they're looking at those recent box scores and they're saying, oh, I don't like that. I don't like the way Trey got shooting basketball. But the very next game, he could go 3 for, for 20. In the very next game, he can go 15 for 30. It's not unheard of. And uh, so, yeah. Anyways, that's my spiel. Uh, let's move on to Thrive Fantasy. ThriveFantasy.com is where you should go. You should enter promo code Ethos. Get your first deposit match up to 250 bucks, And play some player props with me. I've got three of them here for you guys. I've got Kawhi Leonard 
over 25.5 points against the New York Knickerbockers. And uh, I think that's pretty solid. It's a very solid line there for, again, a star player uh, on a team that is championship hopeful. They're not throwing games. I know it seems like it sometimes because they're sitting games left and right, especially on the Clippers. But, but no, they're not. They're trying to win. So, yeah, I like that line a whole lot. Uh, Shea Gildas Alexander, over 34.5 points and rebounds. Not a whole lot of points for this one. It's only 70 points against the Houston Rockets, but seems like a done deal to me. And then I've got Trey Young, over 28.5 points, and that's 110 points against the Denver Nuggets. And I just explained to you what I felt about Trey Young and, and the Hawks. But that's going to do it for us, guys. That is it. My name is Keith. You can catch me on Twitter at, at @bsppkeith. Please like and share and love and subscribe all the, over the place wherever you're listening. We're going to keep bringing this content to you guys. I've got some stuff in store here, not just for this season, but for stuff you know next season and beyond. Just hang with us. Let your friends know. Help us grow. You need to be sharing it uh, for us so that we can go ahead and uh, you know get get things out there, get more uh, guests on the show, get uh, you know better tools for you guys. I mean, all that stuff is in the works. We just need you guys to tune in and listen. Need your friends to tune in and listen. If you have friends that listen that play DFS, get them to listen, please. But anyways, I am Keith. And I will catch you guys next time. Until then, go get that money.